King and Yates, they bridging the gap from the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. Ball is life, and that's a fact. And a ball is life, about that exact. King and Yates, they bridging the gap from the U.S. to Dubai, put pins on the map. There's a time to score and a time to assist. Ain't no YM team, let the winning commence. From generation to generation, game don't stop. The new and old school got the game on lock. It's all legendary, it's all necessary. We all been all stars before February. And after that, King and Gates, after racks. But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats. Two basketball lovers through happenstance. Built a bond that led to greatness that advanced. From yes, sir. That's right. We're back. Same old tunes. Y'all know what it is. Let's see what the what the soundboard hitting for. You know I gotta I gotta test it. Let's take it back to the old school. That's for you right there, man. Man, I got I got some new stuff coming. I just ain't had time to to hype it up and get it right, man. But but we here, man. How you like the new situation? We even got space too. What's 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 that? Hold you got on. some money coming oh, in? Oh no, man, that's my alarm. Yo, King got some money. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, y'all heard that? That's a new one right there. A, that was a cha-ching. A meeting tonight. I blew up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, the, the space is is great, man. Everything is up, you know, modern, you know, up to date, and you know, nice, you know, color combination there. But you know, what the best thing the is couch, though. though, man. You know, what the best thing is though. Uh, Shit's free. Yeah. On camera. <laughs> free free is always man. free is always good. Oh man. Man, yeah. But we got too much deep couch sitting. Though. It's too much. It's cause I take naps on here sometimes. You know I'm married, so sometimes I can't I can't I, I can't stand it. You know, I gotta get away sometime. You know, I love my wife, but the night the, I need a nap sometimes. I get it. I'm gonna slide away. This, but this ain't helping me. I'm I'm gonna get you a stool. I'm gonna get you one of them stools or something. <laughs> what y'all think? We'll, <laughs> we'll get you a stool or something, man. But yeah, BTG Nation, man. First of all, thank you guys because there's a lot of times where we weren't sure we were gonna be back in the studio. Because <laughs> it's it's difficult. Each episode that we get up and do and put out, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard because there's a lot that we do behind the scenes. But a lot of you guys have sent us messages saying when you're getting back. Um, some new people that don't know us from a hole in the wall saying, yo, let's get it together. So those one of those little reminders you need that like what you're doing is going in the right path. Right. You know, it is helping somebody. So we're back in action. And of course, people going to be people. So athletes have given us a lot to talk about. <laughs> Coaches, leadership, a whole lot to talk about. Man, so real quick, the intro to part for all you guys that are new. It's my OG. We're here in Dubai from the States. Um, long story, but make it short on yourself by going to our old episodes and checking it out. But we're here in Dubai running our basketball culture program called Hoop Mountain Dubai. And we're on year, we're in year four in Dubai, but this is really year two and a half of running everything. Um, and we started the year off great, which is why we had to take a step back before we could start the pod. Um, but man, OG, the strides we have taken with Hoop Mountain Dubai with just the two of us. <laughs> night and day, man, night and day. Um, mm. what people would people are amazed when they find out that it's just me and you full time. We do have some part time help, but. It's me and you full time running the entire in business, man. And people have no idea, and they're just like, "How do you guys do it?" And it's it's all in the love. Yeah, and let for the people that are just tuning in. So, Coach and I, we're building a basketball um, culture, really, and a family. Um, of course, we train kids. We uh, we help our, we help their parents with mentorship. Um, we do a lot of different things. And so now we're taking things to the next level because we need to create an environment where kids can have fun, enjoy things, but also we can have some competitive things going around. And so um, news to me, a lot of that is predicated on the business practices 
that you have as a coach <laughs> because you have to create an organization to keep things moving. But we'll get into all that stuff towards the end. But man, let's jump right into the action. Um, Brett Favre. You gonna start with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you know- Brett deserves our energy. They don't hold the tongue for anybody. You know, I, I was young enough to remember watching um, CBS, CNN, and those helicopters flying over top of um, Michael Vick's Atlanta home. <laughs> he wasn't even living there. His cousins was living there. Right. I remember all of that. I remember J- uh, Jameis Winston getting, what was he at? Uh, Kroger's? Was he? he t- one, yeah, somewhere somewhere in Florida where he got some crab legs, $20 crab legs. We're in Tallahassee. And, and they, were, they were running him into the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. you go, for, you from the era where you remember Brett Favre as a Falcon. Right. Well, the, part of the reason why Brett isn't getting the, the publicity that he should be getting is because one, he is a, what's considered a good old boy. Mm. Um, you know, he's all, all world quarterback, hall of famer, um, you know, fan favorite, no matter what color you are, trust me, he was just a great quarterback and he was kind of a wild child. And, you know, he's from Mississippi, you know, Southern Miss, you know, went to, he went to school there and everything. And, He's one of those good old boys, so he can't do any wrong because he's done some other things before that are very, very questionable that we should have been talking about in the media a little bit more, but we didn't. In this particular case, you know, the fact that the governor is involved, too, is the main reason why they they aren't attacking him because, you know, the governor is political, you know what I'm saying, because you can believe that it's more people involved. Oh, for sure. Trust me. There's this layers to this. But, um, you know. Brett Favre is one of those dudes, man. <clears throat> Anytime there's something that goes on that he doesn't approve of, he's the first one to the mic, hmm. first one to the podium. Now we can't get it, can't get an interview out of this guy from you know any news um, source, or whatever, to hear his side of the story because it isn't his exactly. Story, you know <laughs> exactly. You yeah. wouldn't lawyer up with Trump's lawyers if if you weren't guilty yeah. of something. You know what I'm saying? So you know he deserves all the heat that he gets from all the. You know, whether it be, you know, sports broadcasters, um, you know, color commentators, whoever, fans, whatever, everybody needs to go at his neck because he's always in the media, always got something to say about somebody else. And look at him. Man, when you when you bring that up. Right. And we we talk about um, I just watched Lamar Jackson. Yep. I just watched how they from the time Lamar Jackson got into the league from the draft day to combine. They did all they could to destroy him, right? They still try. They still try to sully his name, try to do anything to make sure he can't get the contract that he probably does deserve, right? And all of that is just football stuff, bias, right? Nothing off the field, nothing about him as a a man. His teammates love him. He's not an alcoholic. You know, <laughs> yeah, Brett didn't did have it. You know, he doesn't have any indecent things with women, right? And this coming from Florida, where he's from, he's a stand-up community guy, mm-hmm. right? And so you talk about any Hall of Famer. Um, if somebody says anything out the way about the LGBTQ community, there are people jumping out there. But he's still in millions of dollars for people in Mississippi, and we've seen how the water issue has been for them there. Right. Like people don't have clean drinking water, like inhumane. I mean, just even before that, people that don't know Mississippi is considered the poorest state in the union. And mm. so, you know, any anything in the same realm of welfare in Mississippi, you shouldn't touch it. Yeah. I mean, you just have some type of morals where you don't touch that. And, and then th- that that word morals, yeah. like my man, it's Mississippi, you from there as well. But, you know, that goes into some deeper generational thoughts about wh- how he feels about that area and those people <laughs> and where he stands for a volleyball center. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. Come on, man. I, I like volleyball. And make no mistake, just because we are African-American and we, we do speak on, you know, some racial topics, you know, previously, and we will in the future, of course, is because we have been affected directly by certain things. A lot of those people that were affected that weren't getting that money are not always African-American. You know, there are a lot of, um, you know, 
Caucasian people that will benefit from that money, you know, you know, had it gone through or whatever. But, um, you know, this is just an issue. This is just a moral issue, man. It's not a black question. It's it's a moral issue of term in terms of a millionaire. So he getting money, y'all, and that's the deposit. You know the cash app sound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just a moral issue of somebody who's already wealthy, you know, doing something illegal to benefit themselves and someone else, you know, and taking away from those who have who have not. And it's just just not. I don't care how you look at it, you know how you, how you phrase it. It's wrong. He finally got caught because you know what this is. He been doing stuff for years. Right. And you know how it is in the States. It's it's murky water you got to tread in when you're trying to make some money sometimes. And a lot of times people don't want to pay taxes. People don't want to do it this way or that way. So do, they do things behind closed doors. Right. You talk about people glamorize the streets and always turn their turn a blind eye to what goes on in the streets. But most of the time, the people in the streets are just like those politicians, and those people or those big corporate businesses. It's just whether or not they get caught. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's just people in the streets, they're living their lives every day. Mm -hmm. People behind closed doors, you know, making decisions, they're just living a lot. Yeah, that's it. That's real. Think, so. But we talk that's, from there, that's a perfect transition, talking about living a lot. Yo, Antonio Brown about to get all of us kicked out of Dubai. <laughs> I mean, it's tripping. Well, what is wrong with him, though, King? Like, I don't want to make any, like, CTE jokes because... I don't know. It's something different about this dude. Listen, it, I mean, he had issues before. Yeah, we just didn't know about everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's just now you think about it. If you have issues before where you don't control your emotions because, you know, you're an exceptional athlete and you kind of get away with things, think about it. You're still an exceptional athlete. You're in the media. You're a rapper, too. And you know, put that shit on. I said rap. I shouldn't say that. You know, erase that. Um, but you're a millionaire, so you feel like you can do whatever you want. The world is your oyster. So he has no idea that you know, at some point in time, some point in time, he's gonna have to pay the consequences. Dog, I don't know. Now, maybe. Maybe six months ago, whenever he walked off the field, you know, I, I feel that explanation. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he was... He boogied off the field? Yeah, yeah. But but it's, that's still within, like... I mean, it's football. He's crazy. He's on the football field. But what he did in Dubai, when he jumped in the pool butt naked and jumping on the lady and tossing her and all that was crazy. But what I didn't ex expect... Now, my thing is always about... I want to watch how you react when you get caught. Right, if you're gonna touch it, pull your hand back, and when everybody see you, then say, "Nah, I ain't do that." Right, right, right. right. Are you gonna own up to it, or you're just gonna be crazy? Now, this man, right? This is his tweet. I sent you another one that he said something crazy. It's like, "A B know how to throw that D." <laughs> so, like, that's crazy. But now he's making it seem like, "Hey, um, every chance they get to sway the heat off themselves, they use me." In a video, you can clearly see she runs off with my swim trunks. If roles were reversed, the headlines would read AB having a wild night with nude female. Yet when it's me, it automatically becomes a hate crime. Listen, <laughs> we he need a publicist. Him and Kanye be on some shit. A hate crime, first of all. <laughs> hey, like, hey, man, and where's she running off with, with the shorts in the pool? Come on, hey, hey, come on, man. Like, and you, all right, that has, all right. Let's let's move remove her from the equation, and let's think about him pulling out his genitals in Dubai in a public. You know, man, come on, you have lost your mind. Come on, man. Thank right. thank Floyd Mayweather for sure. Because if not, for sure, for you, sure, you'd have been arrested. Absolutely. Sure. And now we'll leave him where he at with that because AB he just can't get right. And he probably won't get right. Yeah, he's not getting right. You know what I'm saying? But that's on him, right? And so for the well, now we go from player to leadership, right? And of course, everybody's been talking about the last couple of weeks. It 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 kind of took us all by surprise, especially me. I think I woke up to it and was like, "Yo, <laughs> what's going on here?" Because this is somebody we were praising for yeah. what he was accomplishing and what he was doing, um, rightfully so. 
But man, the Celtics head coach. You mean Udoka, man, just and it the, the situation so vague to me still because I guess I don't know. I think we'll get more information. Oh, they said it's coming out. Yeah. They said I, it's coming soon. I'm waiting to hear because it's, it sounds so vague because I see another thing that said that the Celtics won't stop him from trying to get another job. Right? To where it's like, there's room for him to get another job somewhere? Did you suspend him and he can't come back? Like, how's the contract look? And then I'm hearing people say he'll be lucky to get another job. Like, Well, so, so supposedly from the organization, He's got to take a pay cut. He's going to be suspended. And um, they're saying that if he decides to take another job, they won't hold him back because it'd be, be it'd be in you know, the best interest of both parties. Mm. But um, basically, let me say this. He probably will never coach another Celtics game. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. But what about an NBA game? You know, you hear Matt Barnes had to come back in and he backpedaled <laughs> and he was like, Man, he may not coach another game. He may not coach another game. Because for people to say that and for them to give him a year-long suspension, it's more than just infidelity. It's more than just, um, you know, a co-worker relationship. It's more than that. I mean, you, you said this to me when I was 16 before it even mattered, before it even made any sense to me. You told me, don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then that's just that's just some very and it, simple. And it thing. did matter. And it, yeah. it mattered in the concept of you guys were on a team, a high level team, and we had a lot. You had more to lose than you had. You know what I'm saying to to gain by yeah. just having some. You know, four hour. Yeah. You know, Shit, fun but, time. With but them. I ain't even know what none of that meant for real, or the complexities of it. Yeah. But because you said it, yeah. as I got older, yeah. when you working in a department with somebody. Or you working somewhere with somebody and maybe you are ahead of them. And, you know, communication always gets mixed up regardless of how the relationship is, right? At some point in time, it's going to interfere with your goal. And your goal in that particular time, you and those guys in high school was, you know, you guys do your thing, have fun, be kids. But anything outside of regular team operation don't interfere with it. And that, and that, what I was talking about in that particular situation was you guys and our female trainers. Yeah. Our, I mean, our female managers and things like that. Keep it strictly professional, man, because at some point in time, it's going to derail what we're all trying to accomplish. I'm about to, I'm about to throw one to you right now. Okay. Coaches, parents, yeah. right? Like coaches dealing with moms. Single moms, because especially at the crib, like a lot of those situations, a mom is dolo or whatever, they take advantage of those things. Like, and and you're always in a leadership format, right? You're always helping. You're always teaching somebody how to do something. So you always have to have that conversation, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Right? But like, kind of break it down because for you giving that to somebody, somebody still never heard it. Or somebody still never heard it the way they needed to hear it about like, if you're coaching... You're training, like this kid, no matter what is coming up or whatever, there's boundaries that have to stay at all times. Well, it's just professional courtesy in terms of how you deal with each individual family, you know, mother, father, whatever, just, you know, whether it's a father and, you know, he's inviting you out to go get some some beers. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Yeah. Just because you don't want it to go too far and you don't want it to be in a, you don't want to be in a situation where other families start to feel uh, a little jealous and start to think that there's some favoritism involved. You don't want that particular father to think that he has an, an in with you. You know, he has a little more leeway. You don't want to deal with, um, you know, uh, a female parent just because one, it's. It's a bad look on mm-hmm. her, a bad look on you, bad look on the kid, bad look on the organization. And, you know, it's just, some, you know, just professional courtesy and everything that you do that, you know, that, um, you know, you think about the the overall objective, which is to run a successful, clean program. And you can't do that when you muddy the waters. You yeah. Can't do that. And let's keep it honest, right? We are all human. Right. So no matter how you think you'll be able to handle that situation before you're actually in it. When you get there, emotions are what make us human. Right. Right? We're good for better or for worse. So you'll never be able to control them the way you think 
one, you can't control that other person's emotions. Right. You don't know what's coming in there. So it's better to keep your hand clean. That's why you say a man who's disciplined is a man who will win. Right. Right. <laughs> because that's the difference between everything. Like you really got to be sharp because, man, was it worth it? Yeah, when you look, <laughs> nine, nine times out of ten, you look back and say, ah, it wasn't worth it. Come on, man. For what? Right? Yeah. For what? You, you blew it for all of us. Yeah. But while we on the NBA, on a lighter note, the NBA is here in Dubai. Actually, in Abu Dhabi. So you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it is time. That's cash. <laughs> and so, let's. I'll be at the game on Saturday. Um, and they play Thursday and Saturday. Balling. Man, I, I snuck in there. You know, I had to make sure I got those. But it's the Bucks versus the Hawks. So, of course, Giannis is here. Um, Trey is here. And, and those guys. And then they have a whole district put together. Like that, that. Matter of fact, I think starting from yesterday, there's been clinics all over Abu Dhabi. There's been coaching <laughs> clinics. There's been skills clinics. There'll be Q&As with Shaq, Vince Carter. Like, they're really doing it well. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's easy for us to say, but what do you think the NBA coming to AD means for basketball globally and for the Middle East specifically? Um, globally, it just means that they're basically covering the final frontier um, hmm. of untapped um, potential in the world because they're everywhere else except yeah. the Middle East, you know. And so for the Middle East, it's just hey, we're finally being recognized as a viable place to have the NBA. And um, it's going to bring awareness to more people in the, you know, the Middle East that, you know, basketball is one of the premier sports in the world. And now, you know, people are going to have more access to it. And now with people having more access to it with the NBA, people are going to start to realize that this is a sport that you can play almost 12 months out of the year. And it's, rarely it's, it's it's fairly cheap to play you know it's inexpensive and you know and it's, it's a fun game let's let's you know let's face it you know most people get older and um no matter what sport they play they always get a chance to play a little basketball during the week yeah know? yeah i i appreciate it too because yeah. now um it starts to expose things you know, like what's, what real basketball is and what real basketball culture brings right, to a right, community. Right, right. Right. Now now they get to taste it at the the largest, at the at the highest rung. They get to see it. And so now you get to understand, like, all right, if I want to get there, or if I at least want to taste what that is like, then maybe I need to go around here. Cause the grassroots programs are what make the NBA right. in any pro level, anything. Because you gotta start young, and the youth coaches are most important. So, this is going to be the probably the best thing for us, right? You know, oh yeah, for for us being two Americans coming in with an American brand of basketball, this is 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 definitely going to help us a lot. Yeah, so I'll be there. Um, I'm trying to work on some some behind the scenes things. You know, it's different being here, right? Because you can sneak into some stuff. You can finesse your way into some stuff and it not be like uh, a real battle like in the States, you know? Because it's like you come up to something and you see somebody, they already you already look different. You might can pass for a player. <laughs> you might can pass for some things. They'll know any better. You about to get arrested. No, no, sir. No, no, no A-B. I got a ticket, though. I got a ticket. So I'm here and there. I'm going to slide in there. What's funny is, Little joke time, right? Yeah. Fifty Cent came, okay. right? And you know, we got to wine, wine sometimes. So I went to the Fifty concert, me and my wife, right? Fifty, Fifty had it rocking. I was sitting there looking around the whole arena, and I was like, Fifty Cent got the entire arena sold out, like sold out. You know how a lot of times they cover up seats. We we know you guys who cover up seats where nobody is there. Right, right, right. <laughs> now Fifty had every seat packed. The only one they didn't have filled was the one behind the stage because they couldn't see. Right. It was packed from top to from bottom. And so I'm in there and 50 doing this thing and I'm about to head out. Right. Because, you know, I know 50. I just needed to hear what I needed to hear. <laughs> and then I was going to the Jamaican slot. Right? right. And so I'm walking out and I hear, yo, coach. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So, so my wife is like, are they talking to you? Man? I'm like, who is they? So I turn around <laughs> and there's three of our hoop stars sitting over there. 
with one of their friends that they had that came to a trial as well. And it's funny is because two of them were at that Friday workout we went to, <laughs> right? To where we had worked out that day. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Mind you, these guys are like 13, 14. 13, 14, for sure. At a 50-cent concert. By themselves. By themselves. That's why you love Dubai. <laughs> you ain't going to a concert by yourself at the Asian States. Man, and there's and there were a few other of our hoop stars surrounded around there, too. But I'm talking about, I see my guy standing up on top of the chairs. I whoop your head, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, there's no way. There's no way. But I was happy, though. I was like, man, they, they got a little cool in them. But I was like, man, this is going to be a wild year for us. Because we're in a space now to where <clears throat> with our kids, we've been here two or three years and we're starting to see them grow older. Right. Right. right? And so we're starting to see those that were 11 and 12, now they're 13, 14, 15. And now they're worrying about post-school or 16, 17-year-olds. They're worrying about this and that. Worrying and girls. Man, every. Boys. Right. Or they're worried about passing this test because it's going to be this and that. And now it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be an interesting space. You're used to it, though. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, man. Kids, it's, a, it's an ongoing it's a cycle, man. Yeah. Watching them grow up and develop, and then they move on. You know, but if you do a if you do a good job, most of them come back. Yeah, that's, that's love. What we hope. Yeah, and that's love, and that's love, and and it's important that we create a space so that they can come back to and be proud to come back to it. Right, right. Right. And to one of the things that we've been, I've been telling a lot of them is like, look, if you keep working hard for us, we'll keep working hard for you. Yep. Because I, I don't think that um, everybody really does that when they're in the head of an organization. And that's going to lead me to the NBA preview. Right. Because this is a season that we come into for the league where pretty much everybody is healthy. You know, outside of Lonzo Ball with the Bulls, um, but AD is back, Kawhi is back, John Wall is with the Clippers, Clay is back after with the with the full off season to work out, um, Dame is back, Jamal Murray is back, Michael Porter Jr. is back. You know, everybody is locked in. You know, we won't speak on the Miles Bridges thing today, but we will get into that in depth later because he left his man Melo hanging, but. With the additions the Warriors made in the draft and then getting Wiseman back healthy right. um, and then the rest of the league getting healthy again and making some adjustment coaching wise and a few free agencies. Man, how do you see the how do you see the year plan early year? Who are your top four from East and West? Mm, top four combined or no, just top four East and then top four West. Top four East, you know, um, I'm putting Brooklyn in the mix. Mm -hmm. I'm putting um, Sixers in the mix. Heat. I had the Celtics, man, but we just we just don't know how they're gonna respond. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, um, talent wise, I guess I probably could just keep them at four because um, I don't see anybody else making any. You forgot you forgot the one. Oh, the Bucks. Oh man, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. It's you know it's just so hard because it's Milwaukee, man. Like, yeah, you don't even think you don't look at it on the map, yeah, yo. Yeah. I got a joke for you, real quick. Go ahead. I asked the Young Buck. We got a Young Buck helping us. We got some potential. We won't say any names yet because we got a tendency to have people drop out on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we give you some love, yeah, about to get too tough. But I asked the Young Buck, look, three countries you want to go to, where would you go, right? And he said, man, I'm not even going to put the U.S. on the list. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. was so crazy. Just scared. Just scared. But then he said he want to go to Switzerland <laughs> <laughs> and Australia. I said, what the hell? And so I said, tell me where you would want to go. And so he said, Wyoming. <laughs> what? What the hell is on, there for you to do in Wyoming? Switzerland, I get it. I, I love Switzerland. You know what I'm saying? But how you going to go from Switzerland to Wyoming? <laughs> That ain't even like yo. It's not even similar. I was like, "What? Why? What? What do you even know in Wyoming?" I blame Kanye. I blame, Shut up, man! I, I, I blame Kanye. <laughs> it got to be Kanye's fault. Listen, man. I blame Ye. I I took an official visit to uh, Wyoming, Bruh. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> and it, it ain't changed much since then either. Yeah, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You know they got some guys who went to the pros and all that stuff, whatever. But hell, that's nah. a that's a that's a real cultural adjustment. 
You know what I'm saying? For, for Americans. For, for anybody. Yeah. Like, this is different, man. Yeah, no, man. So you got, you said you got the, the Brooklyn Nets up one. Well, you didn't even put him in the order. I didn't put him in. You just put Nets, Sixers, Heat, Bucks. Yeah, I put Bucks. That's your fault. And Celtics right out. And Celtics right outside. Right outside, yeah. Okay, and then you still got you got Toronto. You got. uh, You said you think they done? Done. I don't know. I I got the Bulls before them. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know about the Bulls unless Lonzo is healthy. Um, and then you got Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta for me in the East is a dark horse. But we got to see how Murray. You know, they're going to play together, though. That's yeah. the thing, you know. They, they have the talent. It's just will they mesh well. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Embiid. I'm a real fan of Embiid because I like Embiid's game. I think Embiid is somebody who's underappreciated for his skill level, size, and dominance, right? Because he doesn't... <laughs> I think this would be a year um, to – he should be MVP, right? It's between him and AD. Those are two ones that go right there, mm. right? And so, um, Vice went out on us. We're coming back in action, though. But I like Embiid. I like the Sixers. Um, I, I think I want to see a Sixers and Nets Eastern Conference Final. I want I want to see that action. Um, I actually think you just want to see it because of the drama. But look, I think it'll be a good matchup too, though, because it's going to tailor each other's weaknesses as well, right? Because they already talked about Ben's going to be playing center on offense, mm-hmm. right? Which which fits well with the situation you're going to have with KD keeping the floor spread. Um, Joe Harris is back, and then you also have. Um, what's his name? Uh, Kyrie Healthy, Seth Curry, all those guys. I think it fits. Him playing point, right, when he can, getting the ball off the backboard and then guarding one through five. And so that's going to be a matchup problem on in, both ends. in the half-court set, where is he going to play? Yeah. But that's going to be where I see what type of coach your boy is. Steve Nash. Yeah. Like, if he's a solid coach, then... You know, if you can put some schemes together, then we'll make something happen. Yeah, if not, then... I mean, you can always put schemes together. You know, do does everybody buy in? That's the, that's the thing. You know. Yeah. You know. Um. I mean, Embiid was always considered an underachiever. Doc got there, got him in shape, and made him play around the basket a little bit more. You know. Um, so just... What what this this year with Doc, right? Because we we had a little conversation about coaches and where Doc stands. If Doc doesn't win with the healthy James Harden in shape, they went and picked up PJ Tucker. Right. Right. They got Montrez. Right. And they still got Embiid. He's healthy. Tyrese Maxey is coming to his own. Yep. He's a dog. He's a dog. Right. And, you know, we were hearing this thing. If he doesn't come and he doesn't win with this team, is it is it time to move on from Doc? Or oh, no, not even time to move on from Doc because he's earning stripes. But what conversation do we have about him as an all-time great? No, you coach? can move on from Doc. Yeah. If with this particular roster, if everybody's healthy and the Sixers don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you may have to look in a different direction. Mm. I mean, just facing the facts, man. Like, you know, you only get so many opportunities to win. And when you get those opportunities, you either win them yeah. or you don't. You know, you know, Doc's had a f- some opportunities where he didn't win them, you know, and so true. You know, it's, it is what it is. So, worst case scenario, right? Would you get top four in the East, right? Mm-hmm. Are any of them better than the top four in the West? Mm. I'm going to say the Sixers could be one of the top four teams in the West. Yeah. Just because nobody has an answer for Embiid. I mean, even though the Joker is the Joker, he ain't, he's yeah. not He's not Embiid in that pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the only thing. You know, Celtics just don't have any size in the paint. Williams is always hurt. Oh, they just picked up uh, Blake Griffin. Anyway, Celtics, <laughs> um, you know, Celtics don't have any size in the paint. Williams is always hurt. Um, you know, Brooklyn the same way. And then that's the thing. The West just has so much size. But, uh, uh, you know, Philly is definitely a team that could match up with one of those teams out West. Because, you know, if if the Lakers are 
doing what they're supposed to do. You know, we'll get to the West next because I gotta, I got, I'm, I'm gonna make my prediction on everything. All right. I'm gonna get there next, but I, I do, I think I'm going for Brooklyn. Okay, I want Brooklyn to win. Um, come out the East. Um, I just would, I would enjoy watching KD and Kyrie play more than any of the other ones. I mean, just, just as a fan, I'm not gonna get any technical stuff, nothing there. But if I get to see KD and Kyrie hoop for longer than everybody else in the West, I mean, in the East, I'm happy with that. Well, and the thing is, can Kyrie play every game now? I mean, it, yeah. Okay. From all I'm concerned, you know, you know, out here there's no more mask, and at this, it's, it's different at the crib too. So I'm with it, right? But I'm going for I'm going for Brooklyn. That's my that's my pick from out the uh, east. Um, and then the dark horses, Atlanta. I do want to, because I, I think Trey Young. You know, he's he's one of those that he's remind me of um, of Dame of how Dame carried the franchise for Portland for a long time, like. Trey Young came in when they said he couldn't, and he did. <laughs> like, he's been pushing that franchise ahead, and so they've been trying to get him pieces around him to give him another chance because with how lethal he is in the pick and roll and his range, he really has a chance anytime. Ask New York. <laughs> Ask New York. So that's my dark horse there. But for for the West, I'm, I'm calling it now. Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't care. You guys know purple and gold right here. I'm rocking with it. Russ going to have a great year. AD going to be MVP caliber and defensive player of the year energy. Russ going to be first or second team all defense. And we're getting there. I'm, that's, I'm locked in on it. I'm not, I'm not no fair weather fan. That's my thing. That's my expectation. That's what I'm rooting for. Like, we're going to get it together, man. For sure. And then after that, um, I think New Orleans is dangerous. I think New Orleans is a dangerous squad. I think they can make some noise. Um, they got Zion back, and they're young. And then they got, you know, and they're young after a year of those guys having their own chance to play. You know, Trey Murphy and a lot of those other guys. Then you got CJ. And then there's energy. And Zion is a talent that... When he gets around everybody else, it's just contagious. The energy is contagious. Like, ain't no telling what's happening. He's a dog. Yeah, there's no telling. So that's my dark horse. Um, Golden State is Golden State. I got on here last year and said they won't go ever with another ring, <laughs> and I I was told wrong. And it was you weren't you weren't wrong in saying they went. With, everybody was hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They just just call it what it is. I mean, there there are times when some of our all time favorite teams win championships. When some they may may not have run across everybody being healthy, and they they everybody wasn't healthy, and they they won like they were supposed to. Yeah, shit happens, <clears throat> right? Shit happens. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. keep going. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Warriors and Lakers, mm-hmm. right? That's what my heart is. Okay, Lakers and Clippers, mm-hmm. that would be the one. Right, that would be the one. That'd be crazy. That would be the crazy one. Now, in 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 all honesty. Um, Warriors got my respect, right, and for obvious reason, and I think they reloaded and they got a, an injection of young talent. Yeah, with the Clippers. Yeah, the, the, Clippers. the Warriors are don't get don't get it twisted. The Warriors will be in the mix. They, don't worry about that. Um, but the Clips, yeah, they're coming. Dog, dog, they're coming, and and they got somebody leading the show in Tyron Lou that they all respect. And they don't need anything else. Because yep. I, I hear some people say that one big away, but Zubek is really... Zubek's tough. Yeah, he's solid enough. Yeah. Like, you know, you talk about a guy like Andrew Bogut that was a good plug-and-play guy. Like, you've had other guys, P.J. Browns or whatever, just play a solid role. Like In today's NBA, mm-hmm. he's tough. Yes. Let's just face it, yeah. he's tough. And he finishes well. Yes. And then you, you got Ferrari and Lambo over there. And then you put John Wall, who's still a Porsche, (laughs) right? He might be a 2020 Porsche, 2019 Porsche, but that thing still go. Mm -hmm. And and you got Reggie Jackson still. You got Terrence Mann. You got uh, Luke Kennard. And then you got Ty Luke. 
Because Reggie Jackson now he's supposed to be starting. So now he's coming out. I mean, now he's you, you, you seen him cry at the end of last year talking about, man, I'm happy to be here. They saved my career. <laughs> Listen, every real one is no. Real ones no, man. So I'm all for it. But the Clippers, man, and I we we talked about John a lot last year, last two years. And we wanted to see John in Boston because it would have been good for those two young guys there. Yeah. But he got the similar situation. Yeah. Just older guys. Boston would have been Plan A, mm-hmm. Clippers is Plan B, man. for sure. And and Boston did pick up a good point guard for them too. Yes, Malcolm. And yes, Malcolm Brogdon. They did make a very steady pickup. That's a good one. Yeah, it was gonna be salty. Wizards fan. Oh my god! I want to hear what y'all got to say now. When you see how much he got left in the tank too, like what? Are you, what were you doing for what? Mm-hmm. Get your money, Bradley Bill. Ain't mad at you, but it ain't the same. Yeah, it ain't the same because we ain't watching nothing over there. Shout out to my guy Kuz though, you know, blonde hair bandit. Get with it or get trying. <laughs> um, so yeah, so who your MVP for the year? Man, that's t- I mean that's that's tough, man. Who you pulling for? Right, yeah. that's what I'm gonna say. Who you pulling for? I'm pulling for AD. Mm. I'm pulling for. Honestly speaking, man. I really, really would love to see um, uh, what's his name get it, PG. Ooh, yeah. I, I joke PG all the time, whatever, but he's been balling. You gotta joke PG. I, I, I swear, PG probably. When Kobe retired, you know, I was on a search for who gonna be my favorite player. Like KD is always top there. KD and Bron, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can play a little bit like Kobe. I can go mid post and do a little stuff. So I'm looking at PG. And I'm looking both sides of the ball. PG shit so smooth. Yeah. So yeah, we, smooth. We argued about that. Who would you rather have, him or Pippen? Pippen, right? Come on now. Like, don't play with me. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just one small thing that keep PG out of the mix, yo. It's just one small thing. It's just some mental stuff. But it'll be lovely. Because if you look at it, if you just give a blind test, and you just play player A, player B, and he and Kawhi side by side, you're going to pick PG. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly speaking, this is no disrespect to KD, but if PG was playing consistent like he should, you'd be talking about him like you talk about KD. Listen, he's supposed to be hit with his tool set. He's supposed to be top 20 all the time. Yeah. Talking about the way you can defend on both sides, right? You can defend one through four. Six, eight, six, six nine. nine. Six, nine. And then you talk and you talk about even post-injury, you're still explosive enough, yeah. but you can finish under the rim. You can finish over both shoulders, back to the basket, face up, pick and roll. You can come off a pin down, flare. You can one four flat. Yeah, you can do anything. Everything. You can do anything he wants. Everything. That's that's the tools. Like, but that's also why when we talk about the greatest conversations, and when people talk about the Mamba mentality. You got to give Kobe even more credit for that because that only exists if you put it in action. <laughs> like that mentality, we all talk about that dog, that whatever else. Everybody wants to be what Kobe was shown. Everybody wants to be that dog, that guy that's going to take everything. But there's one thing to say it. <laughs> yeah, some, let me say this. Some of y'all out there don't think if you have the Kobe mentality, the mama mm. mentality, you're going to be nice. No, that's not how it works. It's, it's killing some of y'all. That's- like. It's just like the Steph Curry effect. Oh, Everybody good. ain't going to be Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? So, That's what makes them great. <clears throat> That's exactly what makes them yeah. great. Because we say the only thing missing from uh, what's it called is what? The mentality. Yeah. Mentality yeah. different. Yeah. The Mamba mentality was just that. You know, it just never quit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's, That's offensively and defensively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, some people get that mis- confused there. Yeah. Our intern turned the lights off on this guy. Yeah, we still here though. We still here. In this case. <laughs> we'll blame him. No. New setup, new things. But with that being said, um, I think this year is gonna be a fun year for sure. And I got some uh we it's a new box too. You gotta get a new uh MK box so you, you can catch all the one? games. Yeah, I just got it. Why didn't you tell me? I had to check it out to see if it's worth it for us. How and much it, was it? Uh we could talk about that off air. Talk yeah. about that off air, off air. Don't but they'll that. deliver it to the crib now, though. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know that. They sent the message. It was like, hey, we'll drop it off. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can... Special special delivery right there. All right. So now we got a little bit of the wrap up. And again, this is only the first episode. So we're going to knock off some crazy stuff a little bit later. But 
Victor Wimbaya or something like that. I don't know how to say his name, but it's a cat from France. Mm-hmm. Seven foot four. And they say he's in the best prospect since Braun. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I showed OG some highlights before. I, I looked at some highlights as well. But I'm not really ever a big fan of the European players. And not until I get to see them in the league. Like, you can't tell me nothing. I remember watching the draft, and um, somebody who said Dante Axum had the athleticism of MJ. I ain't seen Dante Axum since. <laughs> <laughs> and so, now I will say this young buck does have some tools for a seven-foot-four guy. He's very, very mobile. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess Utah is tanking so they can get him. Right. But from what you saw, OG, what you I'm not even gonna pay any attention to that LeBron comparison and stuff about yeah, that's just because you know, people, you know, there was there were six next MJs after MJ ruined their careers. Yeah. There were there were three three Kobe's after ruined their careers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, let let the young man be the you know, you know, let him let him grow into himself. You know, don't give him no early accolades before he's earned anything. Um I was impressed with how fluid he was. Yeah. Um, but again, as I said, they showed a lot of his defensive prowess with him covering space and, and blocking shots and protecting the rim and things like that. But, you know, there's more space in the league, so there's more ground to cover. You know, when the, in the European game, he's already there. True. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little different. We gotta We got to move those dogs to get over there in time. And um and people are attacking the rim to punch it. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't trying to lay it up and finesse it. So, yeah. so we'll see, man. You know, because he is slight of frame. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, what's my man's name from Gonzaga? Um, Chet. Chet. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, Chet. He's out. Chet was nice, but yeah, you know, he just what he needed to get a little stronger. So we'll see. Because um, the thing is, he's playing on the perimeter in in Europe now, but everybody's a little bit, you know, a uh, little bit. Slower. slower or mm-hmm. younger or whatever. What's he gonna play in the league? Yeah. I mean it's positionless basketball. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but but I, I will say he is a he he does look like a real 18. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if, he's young for sure. Yeah, and so with being that young yeah. and having that much um potential, the sky's the limit for you, big dog. Yeah. Like you do your thing now. He's playing tonight against Scoot Henderson in the um, G League in the Ignite team. And I showed you Scoot's highlights. Mm-hmm. Scoot was playing in the G League at 17. Mm-hmm. You know, amongst men. Amongst men and looking like a man amongst men. Right. You know, I, I like him as well. And those two guys going off. Um, just from what you see, what do you think the upside is for that one? Anthony Edwards. Yeah. You know, a, yeah. You know, a lesser athletic version, of course. Um, but, you know. If you're if anybody mentions you in the same breath as Anthony Edwards, it's pretty good. Yeah, and he's and he's got and look how fast he got to that space. Yeah, guys like him and Ja, they really know how to. They came in on a mission. Speaking of Ja, Memphis is lit. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis whole marketing plan, everything around Memphis is lit. Right. He changed that entire franchise. Right, that that franchise used to be sleepy. <laughs> Sleepy. The games is all just rock, great, and grind or whatever. Now they dancing. Now they really look like Memphis. Yeah, but yeah, but that great grind. Yeah, that's like that was like the 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 four blocks off the casino though. You know what I'm saying? Like that was Memphis too. You know yeah, what I'm but but now you're right. This is the other side of it. Yeah, it's it's getting. I really like that energy too. So. We'll keep an eye out on them young bucks because that's always something that we got to make sure we can yeah, chalk it on. Nobody wants them the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. Yeah, for sure. And I think Ja coming for MVP type season as well. Yeah. yeah. And he's so dynamic, he can just take it. Uh, if you want PG to get it, you want AD to get it, you want this or that, he, he going to come and just take it. <laughs> and so we like that. We just stay healthy, big dog. Stay healthy. Um, but but before we head into our wrap up, um, culture and environment, right? Those are two words that we talk about all the time, and most people don't really understand it as well as they think they do. Right. You know, one reason why I wanted to bring this up today is because I've seen several like Instagram posts saying that um, certain certain academies, certain places, want to be the first to have an NBA pro out of this country. 
And that's that's kind of like their marketing or pull it. Or we even get parents that come to us and, you know, expect a certain type of thing because they want their kid to be maybe a pro, maybe not. I don't know. Right. I'm not sure they even understand what those things are. But outside of the just what we do, I don't think people understand that your your environment really gives you the space you need to grow into that. Right. It's not all about where your parents put you or they allow you to play basketball, but who are you around when you're playing? What type of culture, what type of environment is that? Right. Do you have a positive influence around you 24 seven? Do you have someone creating expectations that are reasonable for you, um, but yet challenging and someone who's going to always tell you what you need and not what you want to hear? And, um, you know, that's how you create the basketball environment in terms of somewhere down the line, someone going to the NBA. Um, you know, you just can't, you just can't say we want to do these things and put forth a plan. This is something you got to live with. Mm-hmm. You know, most people who, I'll give you an example, Rick Brunson, mm-hmm. um, your son, you know, Jalen Brunson played for the Mavericks, plays for the Knicks now. You know, Rick was a, a top high school player. His son was a top high school player. But in order for that to happen, not only does he have to have good genes, good work ethic, he has to have somebody who's going to get involved in his progression like a maniac. Mm -hmm. People don't know that. If you haven't played at a higher level or coached at a higher level or been around those types of people, those people are maniacs. You know, it's not just me going to an academy four times a week, five times. No, you have to you have to believe in this stuff. You have to live it every day. And you have to do you have to go beyond the levels of what you think you can do and what other people will do. And people don't understand that. You know, and when some people just throw those those catchphrases out there, be the next NBA pro from our academy. That's doing every that's doing all of us a disservice. They skipped. They skipped a couple of steps. Yeah, because I mean, we've I've been to those camps, right? Like, I've been to those Nike camps. I've been to those places where I was surrounded by other pros, and I was fourteen, fifteen. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a difference between me and them. Yep. And they always gave us the exact same speech. Yep. Less than one percent of you will play professional basketball. Period. Yep. And even smaller percentage of that will play in the NBA. NBA. Yep. And only 3% of you will play college, yep. let alone Division I. Right. So before you can promise somebody that you can get them to the NBA or anywhere else, can you get them to college first? Right. Can you even get them to a competitive space in high school? Because yeah. a lot of our, let's keep it real, where we're from, our high school, WCAC, a lot of places, they're right on par with a lot of these low-level pro leagues around here. Yeah. In this area. And so when you look at that, right, it's also about education, making sure that you do your due diligence. And being smart means understanding what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> understanding you really don't have any clue what it takes to get there. So right. you got to go find somebody else that does and let them do their job. Yeah. It's, it's more than just seeing it once a week or on an Instagram feed or something. It's being involved in it every single day. <laughs> And it's tough. Yeah. And then on top of that, right, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And so the biggest thing, I think, not a misconception from us, but more people are going to start to know as they get to know us, is that in order for us, we understand that in order for us to be successful with Hoop Mountain, we need the other academies to be strong organizations and to also nurture and develop good kids yep. with good families and teach the game the right way yep. so we can play against each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk about, I talk about growing up and watching Austin Freeman play against Chris Wright. Right? Like these names that they don't know around, but like I'm watching pros go head to head. Austin is making him better. Yep. Right? And so right now our kids in the UAE don't have any of that yeah. because there's no structure for everybody. Right. So there's no way you can make a kid turn into a pro if you can't give him something to help him rise. Yeah. It shouldn't just be, I'm going to say, just fully stacked teams running through everybody. Nah, man, if you want to be good, you know what I'm saying? You know, test yourself 
get off that stack team, go play against them. You know, because, you know, this isn't a situation where you're paying, you know, playing for money or scholarships, whatever. Right now you're playing to get better, you know, and then all the other stuff's going to come. Take them losses too. Yep. That's what, that's another thing. They running from the losses. Yeah. yeah. And it, you, and a lot of them is coaches running from those losses. Right. <laughs> Cause we've seen a lot of those guys be front runners and they cheering when they winning, but when they lose, they got attitude. <laughs> right. Like this, that's generational thing. Right. And that dictates how the next level or the next generation will pass down mentality and practices to um, our young bucks there. But we can't hide from losses. Right. Like you, when you go against the, that player that is better than you, you probably going to get beat upside your head. Right. Right. I just watched Jason Kidd's interview. He talked about how Gary Payton literally made him cry right. in a one-on-one and didn't let him play. And Jason Kidd might be top five point guard all the time. Yeah, for sure. And he had, and he had to, he had to have somebody eat his lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got to, and as coaches, you got to take that bump too. Like you said, you took some else before as coaches. You're gonna take them. Yeah, that's just you know, you can always if you have a young team that's you know learning, is you as it's up to you as a coach to get something positive out of that loss, and you get those kids to keep fighting. That's mm-hmm. when you know you know you got them locked in and they're actually progressing. Mm-hmm. You know, because anybody can just throw them on a stack team and go run through somebody. Yeah. You know, but how do they come? How do they respond to defeat? You know, how do they come back? Yeah. And parent, parents got to let them lose too. Yeah, let them go. Let them lose. Let them fall. Let them hurt a little bit. Yep. You know, don't always come running to. I think, I think Deion Sanders spoke to it recently. He was like, "Man, you gotta, we gotta let these kids toughen up a little bit, right? Because it's making it harder for all of us to do our job, right? Right? Like." Let him tie his own shoe. Yep. He's nine. Right. You know? Like, let them go do their own thing. But, um, you know, slowly but surely we're getting there. Um, but, man, episode one, we're going we're gonna to end it right there. Um, I actually need to go get some food. Yeah. You guys see here, we got donuts over here. This is not going to always be the decoration, but Hero Donuts. And uh, you guys know I always talk about OG being the donut bandit. Just so you guys know, I brought him donuts, all right? He got his own thing right there. And so whenever you see him say, I never did anything for him, you know it's a lie. It's on camera. Hold on, we got it locked let's, in. Let's get this straight. He didn't bring me donuts. He's at home. You, I got an ep- I got an episode where you wanted back pay for snacks in your apartment. What? You don't remember that? Was you or your name dash? I got it on Instagram where you said hey, you guys owe me some money from the snacks I gave you in my apartment. Do you, you remember guys, that? You guys were requesting things, and ah, it's crazy. Yeah, we have special guests, Tierra Ruffin Pratt. I buy all that stuff. For yeah, so T Pratt was in the studio. See, look, y'all. No, 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 y'all. She, no. She first came to the apartment yeah. because you forgot to push the record button. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you had a bomb episode and you forgot to push the record button. Man, donuts right there, man. Shout out to you. Look, but you guys stay on, stay tuned. Make sure you like, subscribe to everything. Um, behind the scenes, we've been working on some new stuff. Our events are getting crazier. We're going to have some new things for our people interested in seeing us on the Hoop Mountain side. We have some cool coming there. We have a vlog that's getting ready to drop so you can see what we're like on the pod and what we like on the court and how that goes day by day. Uh, we have some new things coming. Shout out to our HMD parents and all the supporters. Um, BTG Nation, you know how we wrap it up. Post-game wrap-up, first one of the year. How you want to go? Man, you go first. Want me to go first? Yeah. All right, man. This is something that everybody already takes in anyway, right? Every loss is a lesson, mm-hmm. right? You just make sure that you keep getting up and keep fighting, right? Every loss is a lesson. Keep getting up, keep fighting, and keep learning from those moments uh, because it's always going to be hard, right? And as long as you keep going, you'll figure out how to think, make things work. I like that. I like that. Um, for me, it's just, you know, right now, I will say this, I'm going through a lot in my personal life. Um, some people very, very close to me are dealing with some real, real, um, trying issues right now. And, you know, I'm doing my best to be there for them as much as I can. And, uh, you know, I can say that one thing that gives me a sort of escape is me getting a chance to coach mm-hmm. and be around the kids. 
And so this is for, you know, anybody out there, like, if you know, you're having some difficult times or whatever, you know, find something that you love to do that you're passionate about. And, you know, that can be your, you know, your quick escape. You know, we need that sometimes. And for me, like I said, me getting in the gym and getting with the guys and, you know, the young ladies and, and getting a chance to work on their games and see their, their growth and everything and, and see the, uh, you know, the uh, happiness on their parents' faces just to see them, see their kids work hard and be held accountable and, and also getting better and, and enjoying it at the same time, that helps me out as well. So that's, you know what I'm saying? So you got to love what you do. Yeah, I nah, love what I do. That's real, man. I meant to tell you the other day, it's another good moment. Mert from WSO, he made eight layups in a row yesterday. What? That's my guy. After making a shot fake and rip through. What? Like, you remember, he couldn't get the ball to the rim. Yep. Like, I, I almost I almost dropped a tear. Because, <laughs> you, yeah, that's that's real. And, um, man, that's a beautiful thing to have, right? Yeah, you got to love it, man. Man, so... As always, we thank thank you guys for tuning in, tapping in. Um, you know, episode one, season three, all good energy. We'll be back weekly for you guys. Um, as always, you know how it goes. BTG Nation, you know, you can look us up, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, any and everywhere we're there. Hoop Mountain DXB on Instagram, hoopmountain.ae online. Um, let's get it. You guys know how we do. Keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk. Gotta tune in, you already know, G. This BTG Nation and you one of the homies. Just tune in, you already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.